because for me a goal is the same you know in terms of that feeling that intention my intention every morning when I wake up is to live my why my why is to guide Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Goals Do Come True with me, Doug Bennett. And this week, I'm joined by Cheryl Chapman. Now, we're part of Expert Empowering, and I think we spent a little bit of time on Clubhouse. We're out clubbing a little bit. What can I say? Cheryl says it like it is. So I I just got to put that warning out. You know, we're going to be relaxed. It's just going to go where it's going to go. But anyway, she's a visionary. She's really into Simon Sinek. And he's probably got a lot of the stuff that he's developed from her as well. That's a fib. But hey, she's got Find Your Why. And we were talking about it beforehand. And I'm going to let Cheryl introduce herself and, and, and tell us a little bit about Finding Your Why and her take on it, but how it relates to goals and how it all comes together. So Cheryl, thank you very much for joining me. Over to you. Thank you, Doug. Thank you for uh, inviting me and hello to the listeners. Cheryl Chapman. uh, Some people say to me, why is it Cheryl and not Cheryl? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Cheryl. (laughs) (laughs) But some people do say, why is it? Why is it not Cheryl? And unfortunately, Cheryl Chapman (laughs) sounds a little bit wrong. (laughs) So I can't be a Simon Sinek. I nearly copied his initials. Uh, Yeah. So what happened was uh, about, oh gosh, where are we now? So probably about six, seven years ago. I read Start With Why by Simon Sinek, amazing, fabulous, inspirational, motivational. I don't need to tell you that, you already know that. But I did find that Start With Why was a little bit corporate and and a little bit masculine, really. And as we were saying before, I'd already turned into the man I should have married in the 80s. You know, I I, I even wore the suits, the ties and the blazers and the waistcoats. And that's where my potty mouth, I believe, comes from. Because I used to work in Sainsbury's on the night shift in Southport near Liverpool. You know, if you said, oh, excuse me, young man, do you think one could just move the roll cage down to aisle 12? You know, you can imagine. (laughs) Probably wouldn't happen. So uh, I became a bit of a fisherman's wife. But I was born in a fishing town in Fleetwood. So despite the Yorkshire accent, I'm actually a red rose from Lancashire. Um, But anyway, back to Simon Sinek. I was uh, reading his book and I just thought, hmm. What about the women, you know, that aren't turning into the men? And what about if you're not in corporate? And so I had this idea to create a book and a programme called Find Your Why. Originally, it was Find Her Why because it was specifically designed around women. And of course, as we do with these products and services that we create, it's usually because we need to sort of teach ourselves <laughs> to, to get out of the mire, if you like. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I wrote Find Your Why with Marion Bevington, co, co-creator of the Find Your Why Foundation. And then a couple of years later, Simon Sinek wrote Find Your Why. And I was like that, yes, he's copied me. He's been inspired by me. That's brilliant. You know, I'm sure he's never even heard of me, but like he said, we won't tell that secret. So yeah, so Find Your Why was born and we have three steps. You know, why do you need a why? Well, if you haven't got a purpose, you'll probably end up living somebody else's. I'd certainly done that for 48 years I went to an event in London and uh, this guy was on stage, Andy Harrington, and he looked just at me, of course, as they do, just me, and said, if you were to die tomorrow, who would mourn your loss? 
And I was joking with the girl I'd just met, sat next to me, a young Indian lady. And I said, oh, I've got about 43 friends on Facebook. What do you reckon? And she said, well, I've got to be honest with you. If it rains, I've heard nobody turns up and you sound like you're from the north of England. So you're probably screwed. It's going to be a quiet affair. <laughs> so we were sort of laughing. And then he looked at me, just me again, of course, and said, if that number is small, you led a life of small influence. And all I heard, Doug, was loser. You know, yeah. I didn't get out much. I didn't have many friends. I worked. I believed that work was my hobby, but actually I didn't like my hobby. I had two best friends, Gordon and Stella. And Gordon wore a white cap and had broad shoulders and was often wearing green. And Stella was a little bit more Belgique. And I got a bit feisty when I hung around with Stella. And of course, that was Stella Artois and Gordon's gin. <laughs> And they were my two best friends. Husband worked away and I was in a cesspit of self-doubt, negativity and probably victim with a capital V. Blamed everybody else. Nobody, not my fault, of course. They just didn't understand me. And so in terms of goals and the reason why I find your why really fits beautifully with that is that we have three steps. So awareness, who are you? Why are you here? What is this potentially holding you back? What are you brilliant at? You know, just knowing and really understanding what that really is. Then it's about intention. So what do you want to achieve? And and guess this is where the goals, you know, come in. Although we say intention because it's all about feelings for us. And then finally, manifest, or as I say, aka move your ass. Because you know, sitting praying to God, Allah, the universe, or whatever it is underneath a willow tree, half naked, quite frankly, I don't think it's going to cut it. I do think that the universe has got you back, um, but you do have to take some movement. You know, I, I always do this akin to like, if you're looking for a partner, you know, and you never go out, unless you've got like a fabulous DHL delivery person, you're probably not going to find them watching the telly. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, or the Amazon guy's a bit hot. Yeah, exactly. If you like, on that day, it made me realise that I needed to do something else with my life. So I'd sort of had this little mini light bulb moment that maybe actually there was a choice in this life that I'd been given. And so I went down this whole kind of personal development track. And I've got to be honest with you and the listeners, at that stage, if you'd said to me, personal development's all about being happy, I'd have probably told you to fuck off, quite frankly, because it was like a total load of shite. Do you know what I mean? Whatever. Really, completely closed off to anything that was slightly mysterious, shall we say. (laughs) So in terms of the goals, I then had to set a goal, which was like, well, if I don't like what I've got now, I guess I need to start thinking about, or more importantly, doing something about what I do want to do. But guess what? I don't know if you've ever been in this sort of situation, Doug. I had no idea what the hell I wanted. I've sort of been going through it over the last sort of 18 months uh, a bit. Sold my business. So it's like that was all my energy was going into that. But I've now got new opportunities and sort of virtually unlimited opportunities. But it's like, well, what do I do? Yeah. Yeah. And so so what I get that. Yeah. So most people go to the head. So they start writing lists, you know, lists of what, I mean, and I'm not saying this is a bad thing, by the way, because the mind's amazing and brilliant, you know, we know. Uh, so you can start writing down the things. If you don't know what you want, then start start writing down the things you don't want and then swap them over. <laughs> yeah. So if you don't want to be single, do you want to be married? You know, if you don't want to be sad, do you want to be happy? And I know that sounds like really like whatever, no shit, Sherlock, but actually it's a really good exercise. So do you want to work on your own? Do you want to work with somebody else? Do you want to work in corporate? Do you want to be entrepreneur? You know, all these things. And then really, for me, once you've got a picture of what that is, I use a system called human design. It's not 
like disc profiling. Uh, we call it genetic blueprinting because we bring in a few other aspects. But it's basically, I believe, and this is my belief, that we came here for a reason. Because I think that if we're just here to eat shit and die, that's a bit weird. I mean, it's part of the process, of course. But like, really? You know, the, the, the chances of us being on the planet are like so many 66,000 zeros or something ridiculous. Mm. I don't know. It's a big figure anyway. And, you know, just the fact that if you look at the world and just look at, you know, the awesome side of the world, the nature, the trees, the animals, birds, I love feeding birds. I've reached that age where it's it's actually acceptable to be old and, what, and feed birds, you know, but yeah. it's amazing. And so I don't believe that we're just here to just do those three things. So if that's the case, what else are we here for? So is it preordained? Did we make a decision? Did we make a pact with ourselves before we came here that we would have such an amazing experience? I don't think, if it's not true, it doesn't matter because if you can go through your life doing the best in any moment, then you'll have a great life, even if it's the only one. If it is true and we, we sort of made this decision before we got here, this pact with ourselves, then I don't think any of us signed up to be miserable. <laughs> I mean, for me, Find your why. I always start my my presentations or my meetings with, okay, so let me tell you what your why is. Your why is to be happy. Yay. What are we going to do for the next three days then? Well, the question is, how do you know when you are? So in terms of goals, in terms of intention setting, I believe that goals are there, yes, to get us to somewhere, to move your ass in the direction of what you really want. And I genuinely believe that it is because we want to feel happy with whatever we're doing. So whether that's with your clothes on or your clothes off, whether or not that's outside your house or inside it, wherever it is, that feeling. So what is your why feeling? That's what I say. So I usually go through a little exercise with my clients, but in essence, it's go back to a place where you were absolutely buzzing, smiling, felt the love, whatever that emotion is that like really freaking lights you up, that makes you think, you know, I know this is why I'm here. This is too, probably too much information and I don't know how, how broad your listeners are. But for me, you know, you can probably go to the time when you're having an orgasm. You know, there's that moment, isn't there, where nothing else freaking matters in the world. The whole world could fucking just disappear. And you'd be just, I'm on it. And I'm here, right? So, you know, I'm not saying that is the the moment for everybody, but just as an idea. So what's going on in that moment? I I don't mean the smutty stuff or the lovely stuff, whichever you want to call it. But like, how do you feel? You know, where's the feeling? Has it got a shape? Has it got a colour? And I'm not asking you to think about this the next time you're in that situation. But maybe if you think about a, a situation where that's close to that feeling. What's going on? What? How are you feeling? Is it is the colours involved? Can you put a name to this feeling that you've got? So mine's my ready brick glow. So outside mm. of me, it's like I've got that advert. It's orange. It's yellow. It's red. I feel warm and fuzzy. I'm not necessarily talking about a sexual one here, yeah. but you know, just generally when I'm on it, I've got a little bit of it now. Um, you know, because like I, I'm, I'm, I'm passionate about what I do. I can feel and it. So, I can feel yeah. it for sure. Yeah, it, for yeah. sure. So in any given moment. Whenever you're planning what you want to do and you're setting your intention or your goals, it's the question is, will it give me my why feeling? Because there is something, you know, and likewise, if things come to you and people ask you, you know, you know, would you be interested in doing this? Like, you know, the, the ice creams that are icicle and they're, they're coming, those vile colours with all the colourings in them, blue and not hush puppies. Yeah, hush uh, slush, slush, slush puppies. puppies that's it. Slush puppies. Slush puppies, that's it. Slush puppies. Now, I can get a slush puppy moment, which is cold as ice. 
So now I know when somebody says to me, would you like to do so-and-so? And and I and, and automatically I had that, oh, yes, because I was a people pleaser. Yeah. And I still like pleasing people. Yeah. It's slightly different. Yeah. But if I go, yeah, but I just need to I just need to just take a bit of time. And I go, how am I going to feel when I'm doing that? And I go, hmm, no, it's cold. It, mm-hmm. I, I don't get the feeling, so I don't do it. So I can say no to things now without feeling guilty because it's not in my nature to do that. Um, wow, that's that I think that's a very very important message there yeah. to understand that if it isn't going to bring you joy and however you define that yeah. if it's not going to move you forward towards happiness don't be a people pleaser. Yeah. Just don't do it. Why, why would you? Now that's very very difficult for so many people. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's all about you know being the best mate, being the you know the the person that's looked up to, being the the hero, and sometimes you being the hero is by saying yes to everything that comes your way. Mm. Okay, no. good. I like that. You don't have to do it, people. That's the message. I think you don't have to do you it. You have to do it. I mean, there are there are a few things in life that you may have to do because you want to put food on the table, etc. I'm not saying, you know, you go into your boss tomorrow and say, oh, I'm sorry, you make me feel like ice, I'm off. <laughs> because that will bring you other things. But ultimately, if you get that feeling, you know, I mean, when I met Andy, well, when I was in the audience and, and I invested in his programme, which was public speaking after, after all, that's what it was. I realised that public speaking is a vehicle for me to grow my business. And when I grow my business, it means because I'm helping other people. Yeah. And I love the feeling of helping other people. And yet, Marion Bevington, who's the co-founder of the Find Your Wife Foundation, she, and I, this was hard for me to get hold of. She'd been in personal development for about 20 odd years, been up Mount Pikachu or whatever it's called in India and yoga and all the rest of it. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. So I've had to really learn to understand and embrace. I'm quite, you know, I'm in disprofile. I am a, you know, I'm a, I'm a, double D or a triple D or something. So I like, I like action. I like tangible. I don't like ideas necessarily. Um, but she said to me once, but do you not understand that you only ever do something for yourself? And I argued with her. No, I like helping people. That's why she said, but why? But why? And we went down this route of why, 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 why? And actually it's because it makes me feel good. Yes. So that's my, that, that is it. That is, I, mean, I am doing it for myself ultimately. Yes. So when you're in a situation where this isn't working for you, it's, you know, I mean, I was puking in laybys on the way to work. Um, you know, I was drinking heavily and, you know, I probably shouldn't have been driving. I'm not saying that because that's not a very nice thing to remember, but that's what I was doing at the time. You know, now sober for six years because I don't need to distract from that life. That was already a massive, you know, kind of, whoop, whoop, you know, foghorn. But I just ignored it because I just thought that's what people did. You know, that's how you change. That's how you. That's that's what personal development is. I can change my mood by getting drunk. I forget about the life I'm living. Hmm. When it gets to that stage, then even if it's about putting food on the table, you, you know, there's, 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 things that, there's things that you have to do. So I'm, I'm not one for jumping out of a plane without a parachute. You know, you build something else. You go somewhere else. Hmm. You apply for other jobs. Whatever it is. Um, you know, that's what you need to do. Hubby has um, been working for six months in the UK and he hates his job. Now, I cannot sit across the, across his office and my office here and say, well, I think you should just carry on because you're 60. You know what I mean? And we need some money for mortgage because he's not happy. And then I'm like, you know, I'm making other people happy or trying to help them to make themselves happy is the better way of putting it. And he's miserable. So I said to him, apply for other jobs. So he moves to Israel in four weeks. Now, most people are like, 
how long for? And I'm like, 10 years. And they're like, but you're married. And I'm like, yeah, we are. And we've always had a little bit of an unusual relationship in the fact that he's lived, you know, in different countries. Mm. But the reality of it is, it is not my place as an individual being to decide what is right for my husband in terms of his feeling. So if he doesn't feel great now, then I want him to be happy. So he will do whatever he needs to be happy. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. And will I go and live in Israel? No, because I do what I do here, which is happy. And when we come together, will we be happy? Yes, we will. Because I already know that I'll get that feeling when I see, you know, and I know that doesn't work for everybody, but it's finding what's right for you. Yeah. And it's your feeling, though. Yeah. We've been married 26 years, by the way. Um, we've only been together in each other's company for about four. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it works so well. That's how it works. Because <laughs> yeah. I've been I've been with Bonnie since my second marriage for, for 21 years. Yeah. So, you know, and so she's put up with an awful lot. Uh, that's interesting. Uh, you know, the importance there of, you know, what came to me was you're, you can't be responsible for somebody else's happiness. No. You can't actually do things. I mean, you can do a little bit to help them be happy, but you can't make them be, be happy. happy. No. It's only them they can decide if they want to be happy. Yeah. Okay. And, and it's the and it's the other way too as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, my my reasoning is is like if you're happy, then other people will be happy around you. And if they're not, then you're probably not with the right people. And at the same time, I don't think that you should be happy, clappy every five minutes of the day. Because if you don't have a contrast in your life where you're not so happy, how would you ever know what happy was anyway? Yeah. So it's a journey. It's got ups and downs. It's got, you know, twists and turns. And in any given moment, we have no idea what the hell's going on and, and why it's happening that way. Mm. But it is there because it's duality, really. You know, it's two sides of the coin. Yeah. You know, happy and sad exist in exactly the same moment, of course. Or you could say, you know, because we had some teachings on this, didn't we, a few few weeks ago, that they just exist and therefore it's not actually two sides of the coin. It's just a coin. But then yes. that starts getting in a bit of a rabbit yeah. hole for me. I'm like, whoa, uh, yeah, yeah. let's just come back to, to where <laughs> yeah. I can understand this. Yeah, That's it. Yeah, that yeah. little bit too deep, little yeah. bit too deep in that respect. Yeah. So I'd like to ask a couple of questions along the way for my guest. And, and one of the questions is this thing called big, hairy, audacious goals, <laughs> bags, right? So have you got any, had any? Or are you working on some at the moment? If you have and you're happy to share, that would be cool. Let us know a little bit about it. You know, how do you go about planning to make it happen? Big things, I think. I, I want people to have big goals. Mm-hmm. I, I, I appreciate if you're new to goal setting, you need to have little goals just to prove that it works. But what's your big, 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 hairy, audacious ones? My big, hairy, audacious goal, and it's been the same for the last sort of five years, is to help 10 million women to stop asking why me and start saying why not me. And in terms of a big, hairy, audacious goal, audacious, audacious. audacious goal, it's, it is because, like, I don't, I don't know if I know 10 million people. I probably don't at this moment in time. And at the same time, Doug, it works beautifully with what you've just said, which is, Start with what you can do, one step at a time, if you like, because 
how can I do that? So I started with this massive goal of like not even knowing what 10 million people would even look like. But it, but I, I did a million to begin with. And I thought, I think a million feels really achievable. So like I might just sit back on my laurels and go, yeah, whatever. Got 5,000 friends on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> now, so, so to make it 10 million was like, okay. And then someone asked me, well, how do, how do you know when you've reached it? And I said, well, I, I, work at, I wake up every morning and I'm still looking to help 10 million people. Yeah, it doesn't matter who you've helped in the past. No. I love that. I've gone all goosebumply on that one. Yeah. Because, you know, I've got, I, I've got, a, it's nowhere near as big as that. And now I need, I'm almost ashamed. But, <laughs> right? That you're going for 10 million. And I can see, I can see how, how great that is. And also that, that little bit, it's like, well, I've still got 10 million to go. That's, that's, that's mega. That is mega because it's like, well, you're always, you're always going to be on it. Yeah. Brilliant. Because for me, a goal is the same, you know, in terms of that feeling, that intention, my intention every morning when I wake up is to live my why. My why is to guide. I know that's why I'm, I'm here. That's, uh, you know, in, in, in this analogy that we have, there are five different types of people. And if you imagine just for the purpose of this description, there's a plot of land. The first type of person walks up and says, we're going to build a house. They're here to initiate, to, uh, you know, just tell people, to inform people, 8% of those in the world. The next ones are here to plan, organise. They're the architects, if you like. So they go, great idea, let's make some plans. Then there are the specialists. Oh, I'm a good roofer, I'm a good gardener, I do soft furnishes, whatever that is. They specialise in something, 35% of those in the world. There are the builders. They put the bricks together, 35% of those in the world. And the last two, the, the builders and the specialists, they, they work on pure generating energy. If they love what they do, they're like Duracell bunnies on heat. And if they don't love it, they can't even get the energy to get out of bed. So they're very easy to be able to tell when they're on it, if you like. And then the final one is the 1%, which are the neighbours, as we call them. And they go, great house. Round here, you need a fence. And they're a bit like the canary in the mine and they give forewarning, if you like. So I'm an architect. Um, I'm a planner. I'm a, you know, I'm not actually here to do a lot of work. Yay! Um, <laughs> but I am here to, to guide. I see, I see gaps. I see, um, you know, I'm also a rapid transformational therapist and I see the links in people's stories. Uh, and so it really helps me. So when I when I get up in the morning, my why statement is, you know, to stop asking people, women specifically, to ask to, to stop women asking why me and start saying why not me. So when I get up in the morning, you know, I might snooze the alarm. I mean, I don't believe anybody jumps out of bed like Tigger, apart from Tigger, of course. You know, so I'll sit there and I'll go, oh, I might just have five minutes and then I might just have another three minutes. And then I'm like, do you know what? 10 million people ain't being helped while you've got your ass in bed, love. So let's just get out, move your ass, let's get onto it. And then in terms of how do you do that, that's where the mind can come in now. So I know the feeling I'm going to get. I get up every morning. That's my intention. That's the feeling that I want. I know I'll be able to help other people through transmitting that, that energy, et cetera. And I've got processes because the one thing that I found with personal development was there was a lot of, you know, wishy-washy, ishy-oshy, you know, whatever, like whatever, bish-bash-boshy, you know, whatever it is. There wasn't any substance to it. And I was like, I need a structure. So you know, I created structures around everything that I was learning and doing and understanding. Um, and so then, of course, that meant I had to create courses. I wrote a book. I created a course based on the book because I had a framework that was the same in the book 
as the online course, but of course it went into more detail because people needed to learn what that was. The book was really what and why. Mm -hmm. The the course was a little bit of how as well. Then I had experiential uh, learning. So people would come along and I would say, you know, look, when you walk into towards these people, how do you feel? And they're like, oh my God, I feel really like a bit scared. And I go, yeah, that's because these people have got what's called a fixed will. And you're feeling the energy of it, but they could feel it tangibly. So it wasn't woo-woo, you mm-hmm. know, like up here and nobody understood what was going on. It's tangible everyday stuff. And you go, oh, that's why I've got that feeling about that person. You know, I explain why some people do your edit, <laughs> you know, and, and others don't. And so that became that course. Then we used to go to places like Marrakesh for, you know, um, for seven-day events. And then I started doing one-to-one work. So everything's got a structure around it. Because there are some people that can't afford, you know, to to be around us. So this year, what we've done is we're focusing on the membership. So it's £250 to join us for a year. And then what I'm doing is I'm making this into a passion project and I'm taking that £250 that, that people give me and I'm investing that in something that I believe will work. Some people don't believe it will work. But if I'm taking your money and it's now my money, I'm investing that money on your behalf. If it doesn't work, no problem. You've still got 12 months of me and Marion, you know, in the community. And if it does, or should I say when it does, you know, in about five years, you'll have 100 grand. So I think that's a fair exchange because I want to break down these barriers where people go, oh, yeah, but oh, I never, never, it's, money, I can't deal with money. I don't know if this is going to work for me. My plans never, you know, come to fruition. Because what the teaching is for the year is to help you to change your mindset by hitting those goals through a structure. And that's what I think you need. No point going, I think I'll have that and I'll just sit here and then wait. Under a tree. Under a tree, half naked. You know, it's not yeah, working, is it? Just, <laughs> Other things might take, happen, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've got to take action. Yeah. That's absolutely. the critical thing. Got to take action. So do you get your 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 people to physically write this stuff down to commit to it? or In terms of the goals? Bit, yeah. Or is it visually... Yeah. I get them to write it down in terms of action points. So within the group, they collaborate with each other. So I think if you've always got somebody there to have as an accountability buddy, if you like, Mm -hmm. or an accountability sister, as we would say, then that definitely helps because most people, I'll tell you this little exercise that I do. I'll share this with you and your your listeners. So when you're setting a goal, again, because we like to do things for other people because that makes us feel good. I would say to them, okay, so what are you going to do in one part of your life that you could really attain in the next four weeks? It's really possible for you to do that. And it's going to change your life in some way. You know, it might not be massively significant, but definitely something that you've been working on, you know, for a little while or you've been putting up with. And so what we do then is we say, okay, so what are you going to get? It's called the real, the real goal. Okay. So what are you going to do? What are you going to reward yourself with when you've got that? Because obviously we're working on the the pain and pleasure. Mm-hmm. Humans are only ever motivated by one or the other. Carrot and stick, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. So what will you reward yourself when you've done it? And do you know what? Some people really struggle with that. You know, I said, well, is it you're going to buy yourself a bunch of flowers? You're going to go to have a massage? You know, going to go out for a meal? Obviously, they struggled more during COVID. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, so we do that. And then I'll go, great. Now I want you to imagine that you're in an elevator. I've gone all American for a minute. Mm-hmm. And you know that moment as you, the doors are just about to shut and someone comes in and goes, oh, just made it. You know, one of those moments. And you look up, there's only you in the elevator and you look up and this person is somebody 
that you're like, oh, shit, really? <laughs> so I'm, I'm not using the word hate. I think hate is too strong. Yeah. But somebody that you're just like, oh, please, no. Not you. Not you. Anybody yeah. but you. Anybody <laughs> but you. And as they, you know, you do the smile or maybe yeah. you don't because maybe yeah. they know that you don't mm-hmm. like them. And then as the doors close, you start to move and then it jolts and there's a voice over the tannoy that says, I'm really sorry, um, but the lift elevator has broken. And you're like, oh, joy, underneath your breath. (laughs) (laughs) And and, and unfortunately, it's going to take at least six hours before they can come and get you. And you're stuck with this person, right? So I get them to write down the name of that person. And then we go back to the, the goal setting, which is, you know, in your home, I don't want to wish any ill on you at all, Not nothing ill, but just for a moment, we'll, we'll bob in and we'll bob back out of this thought. If your house was robbed or there was a fire or something like that, and you had the opportunity to rush in and save something, what would you bring out of your home? It can't be a person. The person's already out. It could be animals. It could be jewellery. It could be sentimental. You know, it's not really got a big value. And so you write down what that is. And then, of course, the idea is that, you know, when you pass, you know, your, your goal, you give yourself your reward. And if for some inexplicable reason, and there's a sentence or a few words that will come in your head right now, if you didn't do it, you have to give your precious item to the person in the lift. And that usually creates a hashtag, fuck off, <laughs> <laughs> or over my dead body, or, yes, you know, or not on my life, you know, things yeah. like that. Yeah. And so I then ask, my people to to then write a hashtag and write it everywhere because it's a little reminder of that's how much you don't want to you know you wouldn't want to do that now you know i cannot govern people to do that at all but it's again working on the mind of like you know if i'm going to be true honest i'm going to stick to what i'm doing and then you've got an accountability you know sister or, or buddy you know working with you and going how are you doing and I did that with myself with regards to weight. So this ring that I've got here on this finger is very, very precious to me. And um, I had a situation where somebody had sent in an email once to complain about me right at the beginning of my journey. I was a little bit naive. It was about my potty mouth. What can I say? And the next time I saw that person, and I thought at that stage that I could have actually lost this opportunity that I was going for, this new life, do you know what I mean? And I, and I was like, why didn't they just say something to me at the time? So I don't hate this person. There was obviously lots going on for her at the time. But the next time I saw her, I was in Canada and I was on the stage speaking to 5,000 people and she was in the audience. And whilst that was a very... She she wasn't on the stage speaking to 5,000 people. No. You were. I was, yeah. And it was just like, you know, you've got to appreciate how amazing and incredible you are as an individual being. And when you're in a place of of service and giving and yes you know I've got a potty mouth and you know people will love or hate me I'm a bit marmite it took me till I was 48 to realize that I'd just been people pleasing all my life and trying to be everything and everybody that everybody else wanted me to do and the goals that were set were goals that were set by other people or 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 their expectations of what I should do and when I'd got to that place of actually, this is who I am. I believe I'm on the planet to serve, to guide, to support, to help, to live a life, to have fun, to be happy myself, you know. And whilst I can't help people be happy, I can give them some tools that enable them to be empowered, to be happy themselves. And and so what I did when I wanted to lose weight was I'm not giving her my ring. Yes. <laughs> You know, she had a moment and she said, and, and I look back now and I go, that served me really well because it motivated me and all those reasons. Um, but I'm not having my ring, so I'm not putting a Kit Kat in my mouth right now. 
and that's, that's how cool. no that's cool so but yeah so I, I i like that so look at the situation look at something that's very very precious to you but very precious that you would go back into a fire or something like that to get and then that's your penalty you've got to give that away to somebody that if you were stuck in a lift for six yeah. hours you wouldn't care. You don't care for them so much. <laughs> Somewhat, yes. It might just be somebody who you were stuck in the liquid. I mean, the very first time we did this, we did this with the wise men and the wise women. And the, one of the wise men, um, Martin, he was going to have to give his canoe away to his ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> and whilst that was quite funny, he was like, not on my <laughs> life. You know? No, absolutely. He's already had enough, you know. And stuff yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. It really does kind of like, and it brings that emotion up. And again, it's talking about that feeling. So, like, if this was, if this was, you know, because you've got to change people's perceptions about goals. You know, we, we've heard it a lot in this industry that, that we're in, you know, oh, I can't afford it. And it's like, well, if I had a gun to your head and I said, you've got to find that amount of money, otherwise I'm going to shoot you. Do you think you'd be a bit more resourceful? <laughs> um, well, yes. Well, there's the pain. <laughs> <Do you laughs> mean? Yeah. Or if it's like, well, if I told you that, you know, if you're a childless couple and you pay that money and you can have a child, would you do it? You know, again, you'd be a yeah. bit more resourceful. So it's about resourcefulness. But it really is about that emotion, that feeling of, because it's it's so far away from your why feeling. You know what I mean? So we go to the other place. There. But I like also giving it a hashtag. Yeah. So that there's a connection to that pain. Yeah, in that moment. And and so that's a lot easier to just think about that little hashtag. Yeah. Because it's associated and attached to all of the feelings that you've gone through to get to the hashtag. Yeah. So I like that. Yeah. Reminding that, that, me why you started. That's, yes. That's really where that comes from. No, that's really, really good. As I say, I normally have uh, you know other questions, but this has just been such a joy that mm-hmm. I you know we, we, we've drifted. But there's so much value in what you've shared with us. I'm I'm going to tease out one more thing before we close, mm-hmm. and and that is Cheryl's nugget. Cheryl's nugget. So the thing that people need to know that we haven't covered already that might you know ideally will be goals based. Mm-hmm. It's something that everybody needs to know. Cheryl's nugget. My nugget is you don't have to do it alone and you don't have to figure it out on your own. That's perfect. What that means is get a coach, get an accountability accountability buddy, sister. Yeah. yeah. Get around people that are on the same wavelength as you. Okay. Get around people that understand why it's so important to you to do whatever it is that you want to do. And I don't believe that we came into the world to be on our own. I mean, we did come in the world on our own, unless you've got a twin, I suppose, or, or a triplet. But we'll leave on our own. So the bit in between is where we get friendly, up, get collaborative, get, get yeah. unity. Um, you know, it's all about. Because, you know, the community that we've got is just so supportive. You know that. You know, expert empire is so supportive. So get around the communities and the people that will actually fill you up. Yes. Fill you up. That's Nurture it. and support you. That's what you need. Yeah. There's enough people being taken down outside of that. And there's no need to do it, actually. That's the other thing. It's, you know, a kind word along the way doesn't cost anything and it can mean the world to people. So, yeah, no, that's lovely. That's great. Cheryl, thank you very much for joining me today. Uh, we're going to make sure, well, 250 quid. 
Yeah. So find, hunt you down on Facebook. We'll, we'll make sure that your Facebook group is there and available and your LinkedIn address. And mm-hmm. But 250 quid, that gets you a year's access to you in the way that you put this stuff together. And I think that's a, an incredibly worthwhile investment. If I'm sure you do it for blokes as well, but you know, if you're a woman and you're thinking, why me all the time? And you want to change that to why not me? Okay, so check the show notes out, have a look, have a taste, invest to look after yourself and change your life. Cheryl, thank you very much for joining me. You're welcome. Thank you very much, Doug. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to review and subscribe on Apple, Google or Spotify. I'd love to hear about your goals. You can share them with me at dougbennett.co.uk. 